You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. It's time to hear from the Green Party with co-leader James Shaw. Here at the University over the weekend, the Green Party held their annual general meeting where they revealed their manifesto to voters ahead of this year's election. To discuss the meeting and the party's policy announcements, Amelia Sullivan spoke to Green Party co-leader James Shaw and started by asking him how he'd described the party's manifesto and whether they're taking any different approaches to previous years. I would describe the manifesto as uh, bold and also achievable uh, within the next term of parliament. So what we've laid out, you know, we we get asked for our positions on all manner of things that are of interest to uh, people in the run-up to the election, and uh, we feel it's fair to let people know what our positions on those things are. So that's the purpose of the manifesto. At this HUI, AGM, you announced some policies, some big and some small. Um, I first just wanted to start with your pledge to establish a standalone Ministry of Climate Change. Mm. Why do you think this is necessary and what would it achieve that other ministries aren't at the moment? Well, so the, the role of the Ministry for the Environment has changed enormously in the six years that we've been in government <clears throat> when it comes to climate change. Uh, and climate change, as a result of the work that we have done in government, is now a all-of-government problem with about 20 different ministries who have all got you know, different tasks and, and projects that are assigned to them. And um, so what we need really is something more akin to a central agency, a bit like Treasury or the Public Service uh, Commission, um, which helps to coordinate the action right across government And I've always been a fan of much more focused ministries with really clear missions. Uh, And I think that having a standalone um, ministry for climate change will help to achieve that. Your speech at the AGM discussed how the Greens wanted to create what you called a less bad future. Is less bad (laughs) ambitious enough or is this just kind of a realistic take on the situation given the hand that's been dealt? Well, I I think at at this point it's pretty obvious to most New Zealanders and in particular people in Tamaki Makoto. Uh, that we are already um, facing a future with increasing storms, floods, droughts, fires, and so on. And uh, at this point, that is going to continue because of all of the pollution that we've put into the atmosphere over the last couple of hundred years, which is still up there. Uh, And every single tenth of a degree, every fraction of a degree of temperature increase matters. And so what I'm saying is that, you know, we need to double down on stopping uh, that pollution from going into the atmosphere that's going to add to the problem and make it worse. You and your co-leader Marama Davidson were both re-elected as co-leaders of the Green Party at this AGM. This is quite different from last year when you were briefly ousted from your position. Um, Do you think that this united front will, I guess, overshadow some of the less favourable situations the party has found itself in this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I would have to say I thought the mood at the conference was buoyant. Um, It was very focused. There's a level of determination to ensure that we get a third term in government and that we can finish the project that we started when we first got elected in 2017. And the Greens' internal polling says that one in three voters are pretty keen on your party's policy. Um, However, this isn't particularly translating into the same level of support as we've been seeing in the polls. Is this of any concern to you? Well, the, the number of people who have considered voting green has bounced around between 25 and 30% of the population for most of the last decade. Uh, and so we know that there is a, you know, there's a large group of people who are at the very least open 
to voting green. Uh, the whole point of the election campaign is to convince as many of those people uh, as possible to actually do so. Now, our, our, on average, our polling is higher than where it was at the 2020 election, uh, and that was higher than where it was in the 2017 election. So what that shows is that we are steadily increasing our support, and I think that that is because people look at the work that we are doing in government and recognise the value that we add here. Uh, and, you know, do I want more? Then absolutely every every political leader of every political party does, and, and we'll be working very hard over the course of the next 12 weeks of the election campaign to make that argument to people. So how do you go about appealing to these voters who think you've got good ideas but aren't necessarily committed to voting green without compromising on your values? Well, I, you know, I mean, I think that the... If, if you look at the track record that we have established in government, um, what we have been able to do with the governments that we have been um, kind of handed, if you like, uh, by the voters, I think it's frankly nothing short of remarkable. We have always said that we want to go further and faster than we have been able to, and I think at this election we've got a real opportunity to elect the most progressive government that, we're, that this country has had in generations. Um, but that will only happen if we've got more Green MPs in Parliament and therefore more Green Ministers sitting around the Cabinet table in the next government. Yeah, and on that note, when you reflect on your partnership with the Labour Party over the past six years, are you happy with the deal you got and the progress that's been made on climate action or would you be asking for more if you had the opportunity to form government later this year? We absolutely would be asking for more uh, uh, if, if we have the opportunity to form a government later this year. And like I said, I mean, I think that we have had a constructive working relationship with Labour, but it is determined by the numbers in Parliament. You know, the fact is that in 2020, they got an outright majority. They don't need our uh, votes to pass legislation in the House. Um, it, you know, they did come. we did come to the arrangement where Martin and I are ministers uh, as part of this government, but we are outside Cabinet. If the numbers were different, if we had more Green MPs in Parliament, that would translate to uh, both more Green Ministers but also sitting in Cabinet uh, and, and that would really help us to shape the overall direction of, of policy in the next government. That was Amelia Sullivan talking to Green Party co-leader James Shaw. That was James Shaw for the Green Party. The Wire. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.